Hi, and welcome to our TY podcast. I'm your host, Louise. And I'm David. And today we have four special groups talking about their topics today. So we'll start the first one off with family, and I'll pass it over to the host, Grodine. Uh, today we're going to be talking about who has the hardest, the youngest child or the middle child. So I'm going to pass you over to Paola. Um, I'm Paola. I hate being the youngest because my brother always picks on me. Um, I am the middle child and I feel like I have uh, I get into more trouble easier than the younger kids and it's always me who gets in trouble. So I'll pass you to Emma. Um, I never got to be Mario when you play playing Mario Bros. And I was never player one. And I never got to pick the song and just dance. I'm gonna back to Grodian. Um, so as a middle child, I feel like we don't get to pick anything either. We uh don't we kind of get forgotten about a lot. So pass it to Hannah. Whenever we're ordering food, we never get a say in what to get. Like when we're getting takeaway, we never get to say it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you go to Kate. As a middle child, you always um, you never like get a say in anything either. Like it's always what the oldest child wants, and then. When the the youngest child doesn't get what they want, it always ends up going to the youngest child. As the middle child, you have to get oh, um, the youngest child licking up to the parent and the oldest one licking up to the parent. So I'll pass you to Ash. As the youngest, you never get to sit in the front in the car, and it's so annoying. Like I have to wait till all of my sisters like move out until I can sit in the front. And uh, that's the end of our discussion. <laughs> Yeah, really well done, girls. I can really relate to that as I'm the youngest person as well in my family and I can get involved with that conversation, I'd say, a bit more. I'll pass you over to Louise now. Yeah, definitely thinking the youngest is the superior sibling. We have our next group who is going to be talking about most embarrassing stories and I can't wait to hear. All right, so I'm Aoife and I'm going to be telling the story of when I was over at my friend's house for her birthday. And so... We're all like 15, 16, and we all know that, you know, Santa isn't exactly real. So we're all talking about that. However, what we didn't realize was that my friend's little sister, Ashlyn, who is like eight or seven, was standing in the doorway the entire time. And we all copped on, but one of my friend's friends didn't. So we're all there trying to silently nudge her to stop. Well, she, well, we just saw Ashley's face just completely fall apart. It was so sad, but it was so funny. <laughs> All right, anyone react to that? Uh, wow. <laughs> um, I feel like it's kind of mean, but um, you're just gonna, just gonna find out anyway soon. So I guess. Yeah, I feel like it kind of just disrupted our whole childhood. But I'd say probably <coughs> my most embarrassing time was when uh, during summer I say I was about a solid 12 and um, I was going down like there's like a a cliff but it's like it's slanted so it's like really um, flat I was sliding down and I didn't realise how sharp the rocks were so when I got down to the bottom like my whole shorts were just ripped from the back so then when I, I had to walk home it took about 20 minutes to walk home I had to walk through the town and yeah it was it was pretty bad yeah, that's actually pretty bad. But I don't think it beats destroying an eight-year-old's childhood very badly. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else want to share stories? Oh. No. 
Very bland childhood. I'm telling you that right now. At least I didn't tell a child the Santa wasn't real. <laughs> At least it's a funny story to tell people. And yes, she's doing quite well now. Okay, so about your story, Jason. Was it like proper? Where did you go in town? It was no. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't in town. I had to walk through the town to get home. Scarlet for you. <laughs> yeah, it, it was bad because I uh, I just had to be in the sea. So, I didn't have much on. <laughs> Thank you for those really embarrassing stories. Reminds me of some of my own when I was out shopping with my dad. He got into his car and I had my head stuck in my phone playing a game. And he got into his car and I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go into the nearest car. Opened somebody's random door opened it there was a grown man sitting in the front seat looking at me and i was looking at him and i just closed the door and i ran yeah i have to say that's that's pretty embarrassing but moving on to our next group i'm sure it'll be pretty interesting we have a couple of lads speaking about their idols so i'll pass you off to shane hello uh i'm shane we have a group here we're all going to be talking about who we idolize and who inspires us to do the things we love uh i'll pass you on to sam here now so my name is sam and my personal idol is my grandfather Thomas Clark. He was a Gaelic footballer in the 60s and played for County Wicklow. He also won two senior championships for Kilbride and recently won an award of a lifetime achievement. He's been my inspiration since I was young. He was very supportive and I've always looked up to him. Thank you very much Sam. Your granddad seems like a pretty good guy. Uh, My uh, idol is uh, Julian Edelman. He used to be a quarterback in uh, high school and college. He went to college in uh, Kent State University. He uh, then got drafted by the New England Patriots in 2009 in the seventh round and became a wide receiver. Since then, he became one of the best wide receivers. He has over 36 touchdowns this season. And and uh, he won Super Bowl, three Super Bowls, and won Super Bowls, 53, and got MVP. Thanks, Ross. He sounds like a good player. My idol is Ronaldo, as he's a great footballer. He's... He has won five Ballon d'Ors and many other awards, such as Goal of the Year 2017. He has a muscle mass of 50%, which is four times more than the average football player, average professional football player. And he has a 7% body fat. And in my opinion, he's the best footballer in the world. Hand you off to Aaron. I agree with you, Sean. Uh, Ronaldo is the best footballer in the world. But my idol is Juice World. He was my favourite American rapper, but sadly he passed away last Sunday just six days after his 21st birthday. Uh, his music was inspirational and hopefully there will be more la- rappers like him. Uh, hi, I'm Alex. Um, my idol is XXXTentacion because although he has done wrong in the past, he tried to become a better person and help others every day. The closer you listen to the lyrics of his music, the more inspirational I find them. Unfortunately, he was murdered just over a year ago, which is very sad, but it was just a wrong place, wrong time. Um, thank you for listening to our uh, section of the podcast. That's pretty amazing, guys. Thanks for sharing that with us. I'm sure that they're brilliant people. Uh, pass it on to Louise. Um, so next we have a group talking about school football and stories about that. So take it away. Uh, hi, I'm uh, Luke McCarthy and uh, I'm here today with my group to talk about uh, school football from first to fourth year. The good parts, the bad parts and the... Uh, the managers to go with it so I'll bring you over to Sean now um well the skill football team like in first and second year it was really good but 
then it sort of kind of went downhill with the loss of Mr. O'Connor. He was a real inspiration and he drove the team along. Uh, I'll pass it along to Adam now. Uh, uh, well, uh, first year we got to the county final and uh, we were playing scaries and we kind of we lost that by a good few points and then we came back in second year and we also got to the final again and we managed to beat Lucan in the final and then progressed on to the Lancer semi-final which we lost but then uh, in third year the team kind of fell apart because Mr O'Connor was one of the main teachers involved in GAA and uh, he uh, went for another school so the, the kind of team just kind of went downhill from there with Mr Burke managing it. Uh, I'd have to disagree with those two statements as uh, I found Mr O'Connor not to be the nicest of managers to me uh, personally. We didn't have a great relationship on or off the pitch when it came to it. Uh, I always remember in first year, in our first ever school match, I got, I got the ball from corner back, ran it all the way up and scored a point. Uh, very proud of myself because I don't really score and uh, getting told by him at half time that that's not what I'm there to do and I shouldn't have done it. And uh, I don't know, I feel like they're saying that in uh, third year we dropped off. I don't really believe that. I think we went up a level and uh, it's just trying to get onto it and trying to lift ourselves up to that. Uh, what about school football now? How are you guys doing? Uh, well, we're in fourth year now and uh, we're playing we're playing under 16s and under 18s football. So uh, in, the, in the under 16s, we're now in the quarter final, which we're playing on Monday and then under 18s. Uh, uh, we're playing the match to qualify for the quarter final, so uh, we're we're doing pretty well this year. I think Miss O'Brien has been, I think he's been instrumental in our recent success, and he's one of the most passionate managers I think we've ever had. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Something that we uh, struggled with last year definitely uh, was passion to play it, and uh, I think we really showed that against Lucan uh, two weeks ago when we came back from uh, nine points down to uh, draw half time to win the game by a point. And to see just the emotion on everyone's face and how much it meant, uh, I think that really showed how much uh, the school really care about their sport. It also kind of looked bad on Mr. Burke's part because uh, he he kind of only showed up to the game kind of 20 minutes in and he could have been out there for longer to support the under-18s. Yeah, I feel like that is true what Luke said about the like emotion that like, people can put in like the team. If like the team plays well, we can play good. It's just like everyone needs to put in the work together and like, not just out for themselves like work as a team but uh, yeah to wrap it up uh, I, d- I believe school football is very important to all of us that play it it's the best when you're when you're winning it's not as much fun as when you're losing but you always uh, you always miss it when you have to go back to class and you're not getting to train or going for matches with uh, all your mates and you know it's always great to win stuff but it's not as much fun to lose but you never forget it Okay, that's, that's great to hear from the football players of, uh, of the school. Well, unfortunately, that's all, uh, all the time we have for this week, but hopefully we can catch you next week, and I'll try out to Louise for the final words. I uh, hope you guys join us next week when we'll be talking about like TY Life and stuff like that. Um, just thanks for listening. <laughs>